You're listening to Duolig Unlocked, a podcast production series from the second year journalism students in aid of the Colossia Duolig College of Further Education and Colossia Duolig Post-Primary 50th Year's Anniversary Celebrations. Eight short different pods about the education hub that's literally on your doorstep. Colossia Duolig College of Further Education, your route to success. Special thanks to Near FM. Love changes everything Hands and faces Earth and sky Welcome. In this podcast, I'm going to tell you about another side of Kolochtadouli, a place to find love. College romances abound here in Kolochtadouli. My first experience of love was at college too, but suffice it to say, it didn't end well. Maybe that's a story for another podcast. My story here is about a couple who met here in Kolochtadouli. And I'll also be getting the views of some students about college romances and how they feel about them. I talked to Melody Chadamoyo, who wrote a super book on the subject of love, so she'll give us some tips too. When handsome, carefree Aidan walked nervously into his old college, Kolochtadouli, to share his experience of working in RTE with the journalism class, he wasn't to know that the event would be a turning point in his life, a road to a wife. Tara was carefree too, happy to have reached the end of the journalism course in Thule and looking forward to starting her career in Wolverhampton. Messing with her friend at the back of the class, the last thing on her mind that morning was that today she would see the man who would become her husband. And was it love at first sight? To be honest with you, what struck me first about Tara was that she wasn't paying attention and she was just chatting away to her friend and the two of them were just having a chuckle. And Aidan came in in these, like, terrible denim combat and with <laughs> a tragic hoodie. came in to tell us about his experience at RTE. He was a researcher. But this guy looked the same age as me. But anyway, it turned out we were having a night out to celebrate the magazine and kind of finish the year and Aidan and a couple of the other past students were invited to come. And um, that was kind of it. He was looking for a girl with blonde hair. He asked, oh, who was the girl who did the fashion in the magazine? I said, oh, that was me. He was like, no, no, she was blonde. I met her I met her the other day. And I was like, no, no, I dyed my hair back brown. And um, that, yeah, kind of went from there. We were chatting the whole night. I have a very different version, Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, so, yeah, so as Harry said, I was asked to, um, I was asked to come back to do like, just to chat to some of the students. Um, I guess some of them kind of weren't too sure what they were going to do and, you know, my, you know what, what I was told to come back and, and speak about was, you know, kind of how I managed to get into RTE mm-hmm. and the kind of experience that I've had there. So I came on into the class and uh, as myself and a, a friend of mine, uh, Adam McGuire, who's over at RTE now, um, and we came on in and started chatting and to be honest with you, what struck me first about Tara was that she wasn't paying attention and she was just chatting away to her friend and the two of them were just having a chuckle. So yeah. that's, immediate, that's where my immediate attention went to um, because everyone else was, was kind of listening and asking questions and stuff like that. Um, but I didn't know that she was a, she was a good-looking girl. And then, yeah. um, as Tara said, later on that day then, um, you know, we got invited over to the, to the launch and 
at the launch, I actually sat and was chatting to Tara um, and didn't realise that it was her because, uh, as she said, she'd actually dyed her hair from blonde to brown hair. Um, so I wasn't too sure she was because Tara was the, uh, was the editor on her uh, on a magazine. And I, I was being genuine. I, you know, there was a couple of things in there I thought was, were, were really, really good. I wasn't using them as pick-up lines or anything like that. That was how yeah. we kind of originally got chatting because the layout of the of the magazine was, was really good. And, um, and Tara had done a, like a four-page spread, just a fashion spread that looked, mm. that looked incredible, you know. So mm. um, that's kind of how we started getting chatting um, at the actual uh, launch itself. So, so I booked flights to Australia and I was like, right, you know, I was very clear. I was like, I'm going to Australia. I'm not looking to fall in love. We're going to have a few dates and that'll be the end. So I was always going to Overhampton in September, so we were just chilled about you going. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. But then the night before, John Tashina the night before. No. <laughs> so, so I went over to uh, yeah. So I left for for Australia, and I guess the night before we'd had a we'd had a really good chat and stuff like that. And I think we both realised that that maybe we were kind of a bit further in the relationship than we thought we, we yeah. should have been, like, um, or, or we thought that we would have been at that stage. So I went to Australia, and then was over in Australia and, and kind of liked it. Like, no, you have to tell the bit before. What bit before? <laughs> I proper love you. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what that means. But do, do, do you both think that the fact that you were separated at that point progressed the relationship? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Because I think it made us realise that we both were mature in the way of, like, there was no pressure on each other. Yes. But, yes, something was stopping us. Like, I, we were only, eight was 23, I was 22. Like, we were out every weekend and everything, and I... Like, there was no, even though we weren't committed to each other, I couldn't, like, kiss someone or accept a date. Like, there was something holding us I back know. for those couple of months in Australia. Yeah. And then, like, Aiden admitted the same thing. Yeah. So even, we've made this weird commitment to each other without kind of knowing it. Yeah. Um, and I think that was kind of, that, that there was a level of, like, love for sure. And then that trust, when he came back, we just picked up where we left off because there was nothing to hide. It was like we were waiting for each other but didn't realise mm-hmm. it. When I got back from Australia then, so I did a couple of months over in Australia, got back, Tara was in Wolverhampton. Another separation. Kind of, yeah, so I was over and back to, to Which kind is of great, because it was like you're making a massive effort. Got to know one another much better. And then yeah. where did where did it go from there? When we came back to Dublin, the recession <laughs> was pretty vicious. Aidan got contract work again in RT, which was great, and got promoted to a producer. I'm really proud of him, and he was doing really well. He was working on the afternoon show. We only came for one year with the intention, um, but that was nearly 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and at that stage, you were serious. I mean, there was quest- no question that you were going to be a couple forever. I guess the TV scene here was, was a bit different. The um, Essentially, production companies over here, yeah. they got a tax break if they hired people who are permanent residents or Canadians, right? So, right. so me coming over on a, on a visa, it didn't really work for them. I'd... And we needed a job that kind of supported us as a unit. And then um, he just was kind of scouted around a couple of different jobs for that but the RCMP has been incredible when I got pregnant we got pregnant pretty quickly after we called Shay our honeymoon baby um, mm-hmm. she was nearly going to be called Simba we went on honeymoon in Africa <laughs> and the Mounties that sounds very exciting <laughs> such a supportive community to both of us not just Aiden but I mean it's kind of a career change you went to yeah. the other side with the communication Tara's ended up as the it was marketing you know marketing manager and this in this wine company, you know, so, yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, both of us, I think the whole time has obviously been pretty focused on, on career, 
and yeah. but we've always made sure that we've made time for for, for yourselves as well. Like you know, Dulux stood to me. Um, was able to bluff my way my first interview with after Paddy's Day and just yeah. having that the design and the journalism and you know able to get into marketing. Yeah, and you've been very lucky in love, and it's a lovely love story. We have been lucky in yeah. love. You know, we've had a very uh, very tough the last couple of years. Um, yeah, um, but we've. We've got survived it all. Great. Yeah. And just yeah. on a general, and I know exactly yours wasn't exactly the typical uh, college romance, but what do you think of college romances? Once you're confident in yourself, it's a great time to find another person. Yeah. But um, you can't love anyone else till you love yourself. And definitely when you're going to university or college and how old you are, you're, you're finding yourself. But yeah. I wouldn't be rushing into serious relationships. No, I wouldn't be rushing into a serious relationship at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. listen, thanks very much to both of you for that. As Tara said, you can't love anyone else till you love yourself. So true. And this very theme is the subject of a recent book, Why Self-Love is the Key to True Love, by Melody Chatameo. The book is a journey of finding true love and is full of tips and suggestions about how you can have a successful relationship. Melody is a relationship expert, author and coach, and I caught up with her to ask her what she thought of college relationships and self-love. Loving yourself is very important because you can't give what you don't have. And most people tend to think they'll get the love and the connection from another person, but actually it's what you have inside you that's going to sustain you, that's going to keep you going. So if you're sad, it's going to mar the relationship because your sadness will color the relationship. So the more you love and look after yourself, which is what I found when I was, went on a journey of, he was as miserable as me, and then I thought, okay, I should, look after myself and not care about what he wants to do. And when I started doing that and finding the joy in myself, I realized that, you know, loving myself was more important. And it was actually the thing that helped us to reconnect and start loving each other again. Great. Well, the most of the part of this podcast is about people having relationships in college. What do you think of college relationships between students? I think when you're young... It's very exciting. It's, it's a time to discover yourself. And unfortunately, most young girls think their job is to make the guys happy instead of using that time to discover what they want, what's important to them, what their values are. Because it's during that time when you discover who you, that's how you choose the right person for you. Because when you're young, a lot of guys are going to ask you out and you feel beautiful and whatever. But if you are following to please the guy, you're going to make a mistake. And then you, you know, when you're in your 40s, you realize I've been living a lie because you've been pretending all this time. Then you start getting depression and all sorts of things. And you probably get a divorce as well, which sometimes it's necessary, but it's avoidable if you choose the right person in the first place. Great. Thank you very much, Melody. So I asked some of the students in Kalosh Chiduli what they thought about college romances. Yeah, I probably, would, I probably wouldn't think it was a good idea because uh, if you're going out with someone from the same course, if it ended badly, well then you'd have to finish the course together. It might be awkward or something. So. 
college romances. Um, it always happens, no? Uh, what college doesn't have any romances? I think it has to happen. There's nothing wrong with it. I suppose it could be awkward after a certain time, like if something happens between you and your classmates, but it just depends on the situation. Uh, college romances, I mean, they can happen. You can have long term or short term, but I mean, people are young, you know, so it could be one night thing or it could be a long thing, but who knows, unless you know, you, t you end up talking to the person, I suppose. That'd be my take on it. Cautious fellows. So it is possible to find the one in Kalosjaduli. But don't neglect your studies along the way. Be careful and enjoy that feeling. Thanks for listening. You're listening to Duolig Unlocked, a podcast production series from the second year journalism students in aid of the Colossia Duolig College of Further Education and Colossia Duolig Post-Primary 50th Years Anniversary Celebrations. Special thanks to Near FM.